Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a once proud member of the now defunct Eventide Entertainment Podcast Network. I'm your host, Don Smith. Nurse Susie remembers she has plans just in time for me to not find a guest co-host replacement. I go one-on-one with a very interesting Colt Kaufman. If you enjoy the show, like and follow the Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter, or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM, or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. All right. Hey, welcome to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. I am sitting, uh, I'm not in the studio today. Uh, may not be again. There's some issues with the uh, Life Radio Show, the live show going on right now, but I'm sitting right now in the uh, showroom of Wiley's Comedy Club, as we've been doing on a lot of Saturdays. And uh, But. Unlike most Saturdays, I have no guest co-host today. It's, it's been that kind of week. My guest co-host backed out about an hour ago, and I have not been able to find a replacement. So we're going to roll on. We're just going to keep We're gonna keep rolling. Uh, my first guest is on the phone with me already. I have uh, Colt Kaufman. Maybe. Good morning. There he is. There he is. <laughs> I was, Hi, I, I'm I, here. Yeah, it, it took a second, and I'm thinking, don't tell me that uh, my, my guest gave up on me, too. <laughs> oh no! No, right, never right. do that. It's it's been that kind of week though. Just just a lot a lot of issues, a lot of struggles. And I got a call yesterday from my or a message from my producer of the live version of the Life Radio Show, letting me know that uh, he may not be able to produce the show anymore. Which, according to the station rules, if I have no uh, producer in the studio with me, I have no show. So we may have to switch to a full on podcast format, which. Not sure I'm excited about that. I kind of like the idea of a live radio show every week, but we'll we'll make do. We'll we'll figure it out as we go, and we'll make it work one way or another. Anyway, well, <laughs> you know what they say about bad days, right? What's they that? really make you appreciate. They really make you appreciate the good ones. <laughs> that is for sure. That is for sure. I'm I'm ready for some good ones. It would be nice. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Colt Kaufman, uh, welcome to the show. It's good to have you on the life. Uh, we have only spoken briefly before, so uh, remind me again, uh, you are a podcaster, correct? I, I am a new podcaster. A new podcaster. I've gotten into it. Um, my background, I'm, I'm doing some acting. I decided late in life to, to try to die broke and with a very short bucket list. Um one of the things on that list was to do some acting, and, and I went off and took some classes and done some minor acting projects. Um, then I decided to go into the podcasting. My background prior to all of this, I'm a disabled vet oh, okay. and uh, a retired private investigator. Oh, and, so yeah, a uh, bunch of different things. <laughs> yes, and and somewhat of a serial entrepreneur. I've owned a uh, miniature golf course, arcade, a locksmith business, screen printing company. Um, if they can print it, I can read it, and if they wrote it right, I can redo it. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I I helped others get into business, and I've managed several of my own. And uh, now I'm at a point in life where my physical limitations 
keep me from being out in the field like I used to. My my bounty hunting days are done. Yeah. Um, and and I do occasionally consult on a um, BI case, high profile cases for the most part is all I mess with now. Um, but I I uh, I live in a a very rural area. I've got horse and livestock. Live out on a property outside of Bandera, Texas. So. Oh, okay. um, yeah, it, it's uh, the the internet and the uh, ability to to go online and and do the podcasting and talk to people around the world um, has really been a lot of fun. It, it's great. Uh, I'm 63 and considered an old guy, but um, I'm really really good with the technology that allows us to intercommunicate around the globe at that- the same time. It's, yeah, that that's that's good. I'm only forty three, and I'm not too good with it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still well, I'm still learning I as I go. When you get here, you're going to wonder where that last ten years went. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm still looking for them. But <laughs> um, so I I pretty much um, submit for a lot of roles that are out there. Some western. Um, I've been involved with a, a project. Um, that's out there right now that I played the hitman, uh, mafia hitman in a cartel scene. Um, oh, that's always fun. And yeah. Yeah. And I kind of, I mean, my background was with being a PI and bodyguard and so forth. Um, my parents lends me to be that type of person in appearance or a cowboy, one or the other. So, um, that's pretty much where that's all been. And, and it's been a learning curve. It's been a lot of fun. Met a lot of great people. Yeah, that, that's the exciting thing about about the acting world is there's so many different types of people and different personalities out there. And it's the same with podcasting and comedy and a lot of that. It's just because I, I got into comedy about six years ago now, and it's just a lot of different people that you meet, and it's a lot of fun. I've been acting. Uh, I started out doing theater when I was 25 and kind of switched over to film later on. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a fascinating thing. It's a whole new world of just all kinds you of know, stuff, you know. It really is. And and I I've, I've been telling people this, it's an it's kind of a it's an interesting thing that I've discovered getting into acting in your early 60s is that <clears throat> As bad a market as you would perceive it to be, um, as far as, you know, the opportunities to go out and act, because everybody's shooting the young, hot, cute, um, all of that. They all have parents and grandparents. Yeah. (laughs) In the show. In the show. So think about it. By the time people reach the level between your age and mine, and especially by my age, number one, they're already successful in Hollywood and living on their own island and don't have problems and don't need work. So they're not taking lower film roles anyway. Right. Or, B, they've given up. It didn't work for them. They couldn't make a living. Uh, They lost confidence and gave up and quit trying. So they're out. Yeah. When you're in your 20s to 30s, all these people are still in the pool with you. Yeah. So by the time you reach this age um, and learn some acting skills and get out there and apply yourself, 
uh, I, I found it actually to be, I'd rather be where I'm at now than be in the market as, as in my 20s or 30s trying to compete with that entourage of people. Oh, absolutely, so, yeah, because it's it's a it, lot stiffer competition when you're it, when you're in your twenties. Yeah, it's everybody yeah, everybody it, in their twenties wants those roles, and yeah, like you said, by the time they get into their forties, you know that the the pool kind of shrinks a little bit. Yeah, they've either given up on the dream or they've been highly successful, and like I said, not available for for you know small movies and and uh, up and coming producers and stuff. So I'm I'm finding a lot of opportunities out there, and uh, and I'm learning a, an awful lot. Great bunch of people, um, and and it's funny because I I've never tried comedy. I I have a funny enough life without it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just um, and I I uh, have looked at that. But well, you know, I'm really not that much of a comedy guy. I guess I kind of am, but I'm not. Um, I couldn't couldn't picture myself doing that, but I couldn't picture myself doing karaoke a few years ago either. But right. I did that, so and it didn't kill me. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, even they, better. I didn't I didn't kill anybody with my singing either. So oh, that's that's a good thing too. Yeah, that... <laughs> they they did not they they did not all get up and leave the club, um, and uh, and and some of them actually got up on a regular basis and danced. So I guess I was doing okay. Yeah, that's, um, that's not bad then. But, uh, but anyway, I didn't get booed. <laughs> <laughs> so, ha- so have you, uh, had you started into acting as are you strictly film and, 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 uh, film short TV, whichever, or, uh, have you done theater? Have you tried any of the live acting or, you know, it's crazy. I, I went through, uh, PASA, the, the, uh, performing arts, of San Antonio uh, acting class and master's class. And that was the only stage performing that I did was, of course, during class we did that. Um, but I've, I've been um, cast in some roles um, for smaller production movies that have come out. And ironically, I've even had a modeling gig uh, that actually paid relatively well Nice. Um, considered, you know, it's just a one afternoon gig and it's like 350 bucks. I'm like, Hey, sure. I'll do that. Be, be interesting. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, going to be, or already am. I haven't actually seen a print copy of it, but I, uh, was utilized for a, a, uh, print model for a hospital brochure hmm. for a cardiac unit, which as funny as it may sound, Considering I've had two heart attacks, I have a pacemaker and one lung. I make a good patient. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah you, you've had practice at that. So. <laughs> I've had a lot of practice. Except I will tell you this: that my doctor during the shoot, she was a lot better than the doctors who did my surgery. <laughs> <laughs> she looked a whole lot better than they did. Yeah, but yeah, they that's... did. A, they did a good job, but uh, but she sure was cuter. Yeah, that that happens. Yeah, <laughs> and I had the best best looking son-in-law and daughter and and grandkids there. You know, they never met each other, but uh, it was fun. It, it was fun, and, and I would have never said in a million years that I'd be doing any quote modeling. And then it just came across my computer uh, one day from the backstage page, and I said, "Hey, you know what? 
I don't know, let's just give it a shot and see. And, and the next day they called me up and said, can you come to Houston? And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll come down there and do it. So hmm. uh, it, it was cool. So I've been been experimenting with that. And what actually led me to get into the acting and, and film arena, I worked a homicide case many, many years ago um, that was cross-state lines, worked in two different states on the thing. Um, the client was in jail and had been in jail for almost two years and was coming up to go to trial. And it was just an odd case where everything, <clears throat> even, even to myself and, and the other investigators, we looked at this, and, you know, this guy probably did this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to give it the benefit of the doubt. We're going to chase down all the leads and and do everything. Well, and and I can I can tell you vaguely the scenario. Well, right. They've got he's on a video. He's he's on a video in a public location with the deceased less than four hours before she was discovered. Huh. And yeah. That that's three, that's three, <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. It's kind of like yeah. He didn't do it. Okay, uh, he's the last person. He's in a town of less than a thousand population, and and they've got him on video. This is going to be, you know, we're just going to go run the paces on. Guess what? We we actually did, in fact, find out who did the the homicide, and um, and, and actually got the client released. Um, oh, so it wasn't him. Huh? It was not him. Oh, wow. It was not him. Um, it, it was someone who had seen him and uh. the female, and the jealousy thing got in the middle and she ended up a victim. Wow. Um, but the last person known in the universe was him. Huh. Uh, so it, it looked like a pretty slam dunk case but we did a thorough job which is what we were paid to do and um anyway i i wrote a screenplay based on the whole event oh wow and uh that well and it's it's i'm not going to say it's terrible it's better now than it was i've been revising and learning um and and learning screenwriting and that kind of drew me into the the acting arena and I decided, well, it might help me if I got out there and did some um, low, no-paying gigs to just get my foot in the door and right. see what what a product, what a, a real production set actually looks like and what goes on. And yeah, I'll might... be honest with you, that was a smart thing because it really, really changed the way I had written things. Well, yeah, I mean, if you see seeing the process really does, I mean, it opens your eyes to a lot of different things, and seeing the process of the filmmaking, I think, changes the way you think about the whole scenario, yeah. I can definitely right. see that. And, you know, it's like a nonfiction book. You write a nonfiction book where your words tell everything. Right. And, and it's so hard to get a person like myself um, trained to write to where everything is visual. The dialogue is the background. Right, 
Right. So you're writing backwards. Instead of telling people a story, you're showing it to them. And to show it to them, you have to write the instructions of the scene and then the dialogue. So yeah. I'm on about my second or third rewrite, and this has been about 10 years. But it's getting better every time I look at it, every time I, I work on it. And in the meanwhile, I've picked up a few acting projects and, and uh, have had a lot of fun. So, Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, what made you decide to, to start branching out into podcasting? Um, <laughs> an old friend of mine, he and I made made a good deal of money at one time when I owned a miniature golf course in arcade, he was my arcade vendor. Hmm. And uh, he he provided all the machines, and we did a split. So I didn't have to buy the machines, and he didn't have to have a location. And we did business together for years and years and are still very close friends. And, and he tells me last year, uh, a few months ago, you know, People listen to you, and and what you need to do is is you ought to be one of these these influencers and get you a podcast. Yeah, there you go. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what a podcast is. I've never listened to one. He says, "Oh, they're great. Everybody's <laughs> doing it, and and you need to you need to go out there and and, uh, and do it. You'd, you'd be good at it, and, and people like to listen to you." I'm like, okay. So you want me to go out and be an influencer and, and do a podcast? You know what? I'm game. Uh, I am not doing anything else, so I said I'm going to read up on it and study it, set the accounts up, and get it in motion. And here we are. Yeah, there you go. Uh, what's the name of your podcast, and where can we find it? Just just to go ahead and throw Colt, that out there. <clears throat> Colt Kaufman, The Good Life. The Good Life. And yeah, and and that's kind of a entry title. It's on my intro. Um, and and uh, otherwise, it's just a Colt Kaufman show and podcast. Um, I wrote a book uh, that came out a year or so ago. It's it's a, a fairly short book, but it's called Make a Better Life Today. Hmm. And uh, and it's on Amazon. Um, I'd recommend downloading it. It's it's a lot cheaper, and it is a very small book in in the length of it. Right. But what it's written for, ideally, is high school kids, um, people that are unemployed, people that are going through a divorce, getting a change in life, that <clears throat> you can wake up tomorrow morning and decide what you want to be. Right. All you got to do is is do it. You You absolutely have to understand the rules of the game and engagement in the world. If you want to look and be a preacher, you need to drop all the swearing and dress appropriately. Right. If you want to be a doctor, then you need to get yourself into an entry position in the medical field and act like a professional that could do that type of work. You, it's, it's, it's an optical illusion. What we see when we go out in public, we look across the room and we see some ratty old guy sitting in a chair with holes in both his shoes. Um, you don't know the backstory. Right. The guy could be a World War II or Vietnam veteran, could have four kids that won't ever talk to him. Um, 
and he could have a million dollars in the bank and just not feel well that morning. Yeah. And 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 my deal about this book is is teaching young people that <clears throat> if you want to go out and be successful, go out and get a job, do what you need today to get what you want tomorrow. It's pretty simple. You can literally, literally, if you want to go from being a cowboy to being a Wall Street executive, walk into the local thrift store. My advice, just a little bit on the humor side, is to take someone of the opposite sex with you, and you go into a thrift store, and you let them pick out your clothes. Hmm. And you tell them, I want to look like a business executive. And for less than 100 bucks, walk out with two or three suits, slacks, nice-looking shirt, and a pair of shoes, and you're a different person in the morning when you go out. Yeah. It's really, it sounds extremely simple, but the reality is is it's hard to, t- to break the habit of thinking negative and understand that, that this is really how simple it is. You change your appearance, you change your outlook, and change who you are today, and you make your life better. Yeah, it's all, and, it's all in perception and self-perception. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And, and I've been a board member of, of Boys and Girls Club um, and worked with youth. <clears throat> Obviously, in my line of work, I've worked with offenders. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, that that's where that came from. So, uh, that's kind of been pretty much it for the last few years. I, I had a... a uh, a, a bad surgery at uh, a hospital, VA hospital, and they severed the nerve to my left lung. Mm. So I woke up seven hours later, 100% disabled. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, it changes things, but everything that changes creates other opportunities. So that's true. Yeah, it's, yeah. it sounds like you're going to just keep going. <laughs> that's a good. That's the best you way know, to be. Yeah. Don, the deal is you get up every morning you can. Exactly, yeah. Every every <laughs> morning on this side of the dirt's the best. You know? <laughs> dead people do not realize they're dead. Yeah. As long as you can refuse to die, you still want the game. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and take a little break, and uh, we'll be back here shortly, and uh, we'll go over some news stories if you're up for some crazy news stories with me. Absolutely. I've been watching some. I, I got one or two myself. We'll see if we cross the same ones. Okay. It, it's a good possibility because these are, uh, the, these are from actually last week. So I haven't, some that I haven't gotten to because the, the way this, as crazy as this week has been, I haven't been able to get a whole lot of, <laughs> haven't been able to get a whole lot of prep work done for really much of anything. So, uh, I understand. But we still we still have some good news stories to cover. We'll we'll get into them. In fact, I think the first one is going to be from Texas. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, always we'll, good uh, news out of Texas. Uh, well, this this one probably not so much. But uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll be back we'll be back here shortly, and we'll uh, we'll we'll dive into it and see what we got. All right, stick around. All righty. had it all and I lost everything all that's left 
to me is my name But I don't want your pity The only thing I need is to drown my sorrows and pain So bartender, you asked me what I'd like to drink Well, it's been a long day I can hardly think Life is such a mess So if you're asking me Well, I'll take my whiskey The last one that we pulled Then we'd all go clean But then I saw them gun him down don't ask me what I mean Don't say anything Just pour me another round So bartender, you asked me Got my drink of choice Well, I don't want anything To water down my voice Now my life is such a mess So maybe what I need Is to take my way my fault, maybe I brought it on myself, now this glass is my only friend, I'm drinking till I'm numb, and I still hurt like hell, just keep pouring until I say when, oh bartender you ask me what I'd like to drink, well it's been a long day, I Okay, hey, welcome back to the Life Radio Show. We are uh, chugging along with no guest co-host today, but that's all right. That's all. Right. It's been a long. It's been a long time since I've done a uh, just a solo hosting show, so I, I think we're doing okay so far. <laughs> but welcome back to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host Don Smith, uh, sitting in Wiley's Comedy Club showroom, uh, not in the uh, WWSU studios today, and my my guest is on the phone with me, uh, Colt Kaufman. Still sticking around. Hey, good afternoon. Yeah, still sticking around to, to to try to cover some news stories and find out the important things going on in the world today. <laughs> None of these are important, but that's all right. We'll go ahead and <laughs> we'll go ahead and get just right into them here. Uh, let's see what do we got? A a robust wake of extremely messy vultures is getting the drop or droppings <laughs> on a U.S. Customs and Border Protection radio tower in Texas. Excrement from the 300 birds is so overwhelming that it is interfering with the communication system. 
The entire structure in Kingsville has been coated with, quote, droppings mixed with urine. According to a request for information the agency issued to the vendors uh, this week to determine the available options for a vulture deterrence netting system. The vultures will, quote, often defecate and vomit on their <laughs> from their roost. This is a terrible story. Uh, on to buildings below that house uh, employees and equipment, a CBP representative said. Uh, there are anecdotes about birds dropping prey from the height of 300 feet, creating a terrifying and dangerous situation for those concerned. Sounds like a sounds like a problem. <laughs> well, and, and I'll tell you what's crazy. I'm here in Vandera County. We have that very same scenario playing out here. Really? The, the city's the city of Vandera's water tower is attracting large numbers of the buzzards, and and they are there every afternoon, every evening, and the local are right in downtown, so the local business owners and, and chamber of commerce folks are all, you know, this is a big thing, we've got to do something about it, and uh, what are you going to do about it? Well, it's it's an interesting thing, and I don't know what they've got down there going on, but here's what's going on in Bandera that contributes to that. You, you know what buzzards do they're necessary evil right, of our, right. our ecosystem they eat dead stuff yeah. well everybody likes deer a lot of the people in town in the neighborhoods think it is so cute to feed these deer in the yard that you can drive around the back streets of bandera and literally see 50 deer laying in people's yard right off the porch wow now, here comes the problem. When you got the deer coming into the neighborhood to get fed, they cross the highway. Absolutely. The buzzards are roosting near the, their feed source. Right. So it's a great big high structure, and there's a lot of available um food farm and that that's kind of the deal we've looked at what to do in bandera and they're they're still bantering over what what's going to happen um but the reality is these birds have been around a long time i don't right. see them going anywhere soon they they've got different deterrents they've tried a couple but anyway <laughs> yeah that's that's... Interesting <laughs> that they've also got it going on going on elsewhere in texas not surprising yeah, it's it's prob probably a similar situation there. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that may be uh, border patrol station is probably right on a highway, yeah. and uh, probably an area where they've got a lot of deer crossing. Yeah, yeah, and, that uh, that makes it, sense. It create that. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> A uh, Japanese fashion billionaire is looking for a, quote, special someone to join him as he becomes the first private passenger to fly to the moon. Uh, Yusaku uh, Meizawa, 44 years old, is uh, due to travel to the moon in 2023 on SpaceX's first tourist flight. But rather than go on his own, uh, he wants to, quote, visit such a special place with someone special. 
He says in an online post, he will look for that always positive person age 20 or over in a television documentary called Full Moon Lovers. <laughs> uh, his ideal, ideal candidate uh, wants to, quote, enjoy life to the fullest and is someone who wishes for world peace. So, <laughs> Full Moon Lovers. That's, that's, an, that's a show title I don't know about right there. The exception of the the uh, relationship factor, I, I'd be game for the trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if you want to be a special someone, is it? <laughs> I don't want to be a special someone. No. Okay. Well, uh, he is a billionaire. I don't know. I'd. Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you know, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I don't know if I'd want to be on any first trip to the moon. That that just seems any private industry's first trip to the moon just seems like a little bit more uh, a little bit more risk than I'm willing to take, you know. Well, well, now Don, think about this. When we landed the first men on the moon, we landed them in a spacecraft that has less technology on it than your iPhone. That's true. That's true. That's or <laughs> a 1980 Toyota. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, in reality, the fact that they actually got there and got back—pretty impressive feat. Um, when when you just look at the fact and, and subtract what they don't have. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, with the technology they have today, yeah, that's it's uh, still. Uh, I'm not sure if I'd want to be on the maiden voyage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everything's got its chances. Might as well go out with a bang. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Why not? Just yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that's a good way to look at it. I mean, I guess we all got to go sometime. It'd be more memorable if you were trying to get to the moon when you did it. Yeah. Want to be want to be doing something you enjoy. Yeah. I'm a private pilot. I love to fly. I'll go up on anything that'll go up. Uh, space travel would be just awesome. Yeah, well, it, 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 it's it's not that I'm opposed to it. I just I, I'd want to, I'd want some other folks to test it out a little bit, a little bit more. I I want a little less risk involved in it. Let them debug the system. <laughs> right, 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 right. Let, <laughs> or fi, or find the aliens first. That's uh, the first British astronaut to go up into space has claimed aliens exist and it is possible they are living among us on Earth. Uh, speaking to the Observer magazine, Dr. Helen Sharman said, uh, there are no two ways that aliens exist. There are so many billions of stars out there in the universe that there must be all sorts of different forms of life, she added. Uh, Dr. Sharman said uh, that although aliens may not be made up of carbon and nitrogen like humans, it's possible they're right here now and we simply can't see them. Uh, the 56-year-old worked as a chemist before making history as the first British astronaut to participate in a mission to the Soviet modular uh, space station Mir in uh, May of 1991. She worked in a chemist as a chemist before going up. So I uh, wonder what kind of uh, drugs she was. <laughs> I don't know. Are, are, are we on board with with outer space beings, or is uh, or are we just looking at it a, a different way? I believe there's other life. I've, I've thought so for a long, long time. But here's my perspective on that. And, and there is very little, it's very difficult to argue this. An, ele an elephant or a whale both have a brain several times that of you and I. 
Right. So the storage capacity is there of a supercomputer. You know what makes us different and distinguishes us from them, aside from our physical size? We have five digits and opposable thumbs. Right. That gave us, of all the animals in the world that have brains our size and larger, our advantage over the whale and the elephant is not our mental capacity, but it's our physical dexterity and the ability. So right. you look at all the animals in the world and the millions of different species and the fact that we're the only one which has mechanized and and created civilization to speak of. So is it out there? Yes. Is it any smarter than a dog or a cat? Mm, not necessarily. Right. Um, so it's the difference between life on another planet and an intelligent life on another planet. Right. 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 And in, 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 in intelligent life, I mean, you got to look at it. it. It not only has to be intelligent, it's got to have some means of building. You know, a, a, an elephant or a whale could never build a spaceship. I don't know right. how smart they are. Um, so. You know, not only does it have to be out there, we're the only species on our entire globe in our system that has this ability. So you can imagine that, yeah, there's a whole lot of of stuff out there. Um, You might go across three places. It's got every animal we've got on Earth except for a human um, and not have our development. Right. Simply because of the physical limitation. But anyway, that's my take on it. I do think there's there's other life elsewhere. Oh um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Now I, I don't know about the star hopping, plant, interplanetary traveling, uh, intelligent life. But yeah, definitely, I I would say there's definitely life on other planets. You but, know, I, and I'll tell you this: I thought it was. It, I, this is just a concept that I've got, and, and we could we could actually do another podcast and do this to be the Don and Colt show on on astrophysics, okay? If I told you there's a red light at the intersection of Smith and Jones on planet X that's seven light years away from here, who's going to prove us wrong? Right. (laughs) Yeah, are they going to go check it out? Yeah. You know, we... I, I... sincerely believe in our scientists and what they're, they're doing, and, and I do take it seriously what they're saying, but the reality is, as you sit back over a cup of coffee and look at it, it could all be BS. Right. Um, <laughs> we can't even get one person to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he can't find a girlfriend. So, <laughs> well, so, he, he's going know, in 2023. He just needs to find yeah. that special someone. Yeah, <laughs> well, and that might not be that hard to find. Well, You'll probably have a pilot's license. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he would, that way you have a backup. Got to have a backup plan if you're going to the moon. <laughs> That's it. Definitely. All like, right. Like maybe swap, swapping out for Cancun or Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that, that for, seems like a safer, wrong. yeah, that seems like a safer romantic getaway. <laughs> yeah. It does. Uh, 
Uh, speaking of romance, an electronic sign at the side of a Kentucky uh, uh, t- of a Kentucky highway captured the attention of drivers with an unusual request: uh, "Send nudes." Uh, the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet confor- confirmed the sign in the side of the Kentucky uh, Route 92 in Whitley County was hacked Thursday morning by someone who changed the message to "Send nudes." Officials say the sign was shut off and corrected by a worker for the contract company that owns the sign. Uh, Amber Hale, a cabinet spokes- spokeswoman for District 8, said the sign can be changed by someone on site, uh, but it has a password protection the hacker was uh, somehow able to bypass. So, yeah, you- <laughs> speaking of romance. <laughs> uh, sure enough. <laughs> And not even telling them not to do it while they're driving. I mean, come on. Right, right. That that's it's really hard to send nude pictures while you're driving. Well, it's not as that's hard right. to send them as as it is to take them because there's there's a whole lot of different logistics involved. So yeah, yeah Kentucky's getting to be a dangerous place. That's what. I'm telling. <laughs> yeah, you. Hackers causing car accidents by trying to get you to send nudes while you're driving. That's. There you go. <laughs> well, that's that's Kentucky for you. <laughs> Just never know. Yeah, that is for sure. I just, I just wonder if they had, a, if they put a number up there, if it just to send nudes at random and no, no number. I mean, that kind of defeats the purpose. You yeah, may, you, you may know, have some takers, but they won't know where to send it to, or maybe they're just encouraging exactly. you to randomly send nudes to anyone you know, just as, just as kind of a pick me up throughout the day. You know? <laughs> I, I guess so. You got to admit it does put a smile on people's faces. The way to work, I'm sure. Well, some, some, some nudes you get would put us, some, some wouldn't, some wouldn't, <laughs> I don't think any uh, that I could send would really put a smile on anybody's face, but I, I well, haven't tried, I haven't I, tried. Uh, no, I meant just reading the sign. <laughs> oh yeah, reading the sign would probably put a bigger smile on the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, where are uh, we going I would, here? <laughs> I wouldn't want to abuse anybody like that. No, <laughs> no, that's, uh. Me either. That's that's not something anybody needs to see. Uh, a British fire department shared video of firefighters uh, working carefully to extract a three-foot snake that had concealed itself in the dashboard of a car. The Hampshire Fire and Rescue Service said firefighters stationed in Eastleigh met with a woman who drove to the station and told them a three-foot albino corn snake had been given by, given to her by a friend uh, the previous day had slithered into the dashboard of her Ford Fiesta. Uh, the woman said she had attempted to coax the snake out of its hiding spot with a dead mouse, but ended up driving to the fire station the next day when the pet remained concealed. Uh, firefighters used a tiny camera to look inside the dashboard and locate the snake. They ended up turning on the car's heat to convince the snake to slither out in search of a cooler climate. It's never good when you have a three-foot uh, albino corn snake stuck in your dashboard. That's that's yeah. definitely that's definitely not a good time to send nudes while you're driving. That's <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, I got this insurance claim. <laughs> <laughs> would that would that be an act of God? Would that be natural causes where they they wouldn't they would deny your claim if you? Well, not if she picked it up from a friend. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, here in Texas, we, we've got some big ones, and we, you know, they end up, they will actually get up in a vehicle. Um, it, it does happen, just like cats, yeah. you know, they climb up in the, in the engine compartment. It does happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but to get one inside is shit. Right, yeah, inside, yeah, inside your dash. <laughs> 
Yeah, you don't want to. At least she knew it was there. It wasn't. It didn't just pop out and surprise her one day. That would be a little bit worse. Driving down the road, next thing you know, you got a three foot snake in your lap. That's sure enough. <laughs> but if she knew enough to know that it was an albino corn snake, yeah, she, she can't convince. Yeah, surprised. she can't convince somebody there it got there by accident without her knowledge, since she knows exactly it. what it was. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure enough just happens to be and his name's fred right <laughs> <laughs> yep never seen him before though but it's yeah it's an albino corn snake named fred uh flying taxi with no pilot made its first u.s test flight in north carolina with an audience of about 100 people including several state officials uh, governor roy cooper state lawmakers and north carolina department of transportation officials were among more than the more than 100 spectators at tuesday's demonstration of the ehang 216 autonomous aerial vehicle uh, the two-seat drone is designed for use in cargo delivery and human transportation Autonomous connected vehicles uh, of any type are where transportation is headed, according to uh, North Carolina Transportation Secretary Jim Trogdon. Uh, We want to bring these kinds of opportunities to make sure that we are economically competitive. Officials said they were particularly interested in eHang's project because the company is also developing an airspace management system designed to handle hundreds of flying taxis at once. Finally, the future is here. <laughs> We've been waiting for and this. It's the Jetstones. Now. Exactly. <laughs> the Jetsons. The Jetsons. Yep, it's Absolutely. about time. No, I think that's cool, though. Um, it is coming, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're flying drones all over um, that can do so much. And, uh, you know, it, it's incredible, the technology. I figure that one of the um, big shipping companies, Amazon, FedEx, or somebody, is probably going to be the first to break into the the autonomous. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I believe, I believe Amazon, I believe Amazon's already using drone deliveries to some extent. That's, they're, they're, they're evaluating it. I have not, I've not actually heard okay. of them using it in any cities yet, but yes, they are definitely looking at the, you know, small, less than one pound packages and stuff like that. Uh, there's some logistical problems that who knows. Oh yeah. Doing well, that. Yeah. Uh, like people, people shooting people, drones drown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the guy with a 12 gauge shotgun and some number eight dove and quail. Right. Um, and, and then there's, there's always the occasional bald eagle, uh, that thinks it sees a smaller bird going across the sky and wants yeah. to snatch it out of the air. So yeah, we'll see. It'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Well, th- this sounds like it's a, it's bigger because I mean it's a two seat vehicle, so I don't I don't think anything will be swooping down to take that out of the sky. Right. But uh, well, yeah, that. But no, I was talking about the, the Amazon was looking at small drones, and, right? You know, small enough to carry little packages. Now, two seater two seater is pretty good pretty good size. Oh, yeah. um, we had a we had a six seat uh, Piper Malibu doing emergency landing here in Bandera this huh. week. Wow. Landed on the highway. It it was a good landing. Everybody walked off. No one was injured. And um, they towed it to the side of the road. It it put the nose gear, hit, hit a sign, and then spun into the, the guardrail hmm. and uh, did some nose gear damage. Um, but anyway, they're out there this morning. I noticed they've got a flatbed trailer taking wings off of it and going to take it back for getting it repaired and be back in the air. But yeah, wow. that's, that's the craziness and, and the 
aviation scene in Bandera. That's that's probably the biggest thing in a couple of years here. Well, yeah, that so, that would be uh, that would be a shock to see that coming down. Yeah, and I missed it by an hour. Uh, and and uh, somebody told me, said, "Oh, they've got every, every emergency vehicle in the county is up on Highway 16." A plane landed up, and then I got to searching on, tracking it down, and finding out what it was. But apparently, they had something go wrong, malfunction, or smoke in the cockpit. And right. he did the right thing. He put the plane down while he still had control of it, and uh, everybody lived to fly another day. Well, that that's good. All landings you walk off from are good ones. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, we got time for one more news story. Uh, uh, let's see. Here we go. Uh, U.S. actor Nicholas Cage stunned regulars at a small Somerset pub by spending New Year's Eve there and buying them all a drink. The Oscar winner, 55-year-old, was a uh, total legend and a cool dude. Uh, one local uh, coink. Uh, yeah, coink. I'm not sure what that is. That must be his name. <laughs> uh, said he, he posted, Nicholas Cage spent New Year's Eve on my in my small local pub in Somerset. He bought everyone a drink. A photo shows Cage behind the bar of the Tramways Social Club, while in another he is posing for a selfie. Uh, our newest member, Nicholas Cage, the club posted on its Facebook page. Uh, membership to the uh, Tramway Social Club is uh, 10 pounds a year, and half that for pensioners, uh, the club says on its website. So if you want to join the <laughs> Tramway Social Club, you can be a, a member along with Nicholas Cage. That's well, that's yeah. all right. There can be worse people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. He, he's got an impressive body of work, even if it's not always uh, that impressive. <laughs> Yeah, he's been all over the charts. I mean, there's, there's oh, yeah. very, very interesting things that, that he's done. He's a great guy, and it's good to see him. It's good to see people that are famous get out and rub elbows with us working folks every now and then. That's um, true. That's true. And one, one thing I can say about Nicolas Cage, I don't think anybody plays crazy as good as Nick Cage. Possibly, possibly Jack Nicholas, but or Jack Nicholson, but yeah, that's just yeah. He's <laughs> a, a friend of mine had a podcast. Uh, he still has it, and now it's called now it's just called the Movie Review Hour podcast. But originally it was the Nicholas Cage movie Movie Review Hour podcast, uh, where basically he would he would invite comedians into his home. They would watch an, uh, a random Nicolas Cage movie, and then they would go down and record for an hour just discussing the movie and rating it and everything, which uh, it's a lot of fun. I've done, I've done that show several times, but this man watched every single Nicolas Cage movie, including those that he just did cameos or produced. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he is, he is a, a wealth he a of he, he is a wealth of Nicolas Cage uh, knowledge. <laughs> I think la I think last year he switched it to Sandra Bullock, so he's. <laughs> well, no, that's a good choice. Can't go wrong there. That's true. Uh, that's true. Can't can't go wrong with a local girl there. She's she's from not far away from here. Oh no, kidding. So, yeah, yeah, she's from uh, Bastrop, Texas, and uh, that's probably two hours from here. So oh, okay, yeah, real close. Right out, right out, right outside of Austin. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, but uh, so so you don't don't have any more. Stores? Uh, what's that? You don't have any more news stores. I've I've got one. If you don't, uh, yeah, we got time. We can we can do we can do one from you. Absolutely. Okay. 
I'm not near as accurate as you because I don't actually have it in front of me, but hey, what's with this guy somewhere up northeast who filed charges this week and had his girlfriend arrested? Really? Yes. I I haven't heard about this one. For being too rough during sex. Oh. (laughs) That's, uh, yeah, what a wimp. No. Exactly. I'm like, hello. Maybe, maybe you both should be seeing different men. Uh, yeah, that's I that's. Don't, <laughs> I don't get. I don't get this. Um, but anyway, she left a couple of bark, bite marks and scratches, and they called the police out. And the police were doing their job under the state law. There's physical evidence. Oh wow. Um, then they automatically arrest the party involved. So, so she gets arrested and, and uh, released on a $500 bail. But where it really gets crazy to me is at the end of the article, the guy says they had a pull-out fist fight where she basically kicked his butt two weeks ago. <laughs> you know, when they, when they do that, if you get rid of them, you don't have these problems. Right, exactly. Yeah, that you wouldn't have had... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I that's, that's the strangest. That was the craziest news. I thought you were going to bring that up. That's the craziest news I saw on the internet all week this week. Yeah, I, I haven't. I did not see that laugh. one. But that's, you know, <laughs> that's sometimes yeah, you forget uh, your safe word. That's all there is to it. There's sometimes it, I want to file a criminal complaint because because <laughs> my partner has been too too aroused during sex and I got hurt. Uh, Yep, she so, bit me. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, uh, for real, I wouldn't have done it if she'd have beat me half to death. Well, uh, yeah, that, that's. <laughs> I wouldn't want my picture plastered across the internet. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, it, you, that's something you don't live down. That's uh. <laughs> no, no, that's. But that's pretty funny. It, it have, I, I don't remember. Don't even remember this state, but it was somewhere, somewhere up northeast. Um, Sounds and, and sounds I'll like yeah that. that that was probably up in in Boston and that was actually uh, that was Tom Brady that called <laughs> <laughs> called it in. <laughs> oh, that, I never miss an opportunity to uh, uh, throw one at the New England Patriots. That's <laughs> there we go. All right, uh, yeah. we're gonna have to go ahead and wrap up. It's it's been great talking to you. It really has. And uh, yes, sir. I, w- I want to ask about your podcast. As far as where where we can find it, is it just on? Is it on iTunes? Is it on all the uh, all the podcasting podcasting spots? Or it is supposed to be on all of the podcasting spots. I'm on Anchor FM um, is what I post up to, but I know that it also comes across on Spotify and one of the other major searches because I've I've checked it out and looked at it. Um, but yes, anybody who hears this, uh, check out Colt Kaufman, um, the good life or Colt Kaufman show, um, and check it out. It's going to be interesting. I'm just getting started. Um, I've interviewed a lot of people and I've only posted about four of the podcasts so far and I've got more coming up. Um, a lady who wrote a, a book on anti-bullying, um, cool. about dogs being bullied at the dog park, uh, mm. and, and uh, interviewed the, the writer. It's very um, 
nice lady, uh, Heather Learman, and um, she's got a, a book that, that's pretty pretty neat. It, it teaches children about bullying through the dog that goes to the dog park and gets bullied by the other dogs. Right. So it's a learnable, learnable thing. Um, and I've got a couple, well, I've got three writers um, that I've got coming up on my podcast that are actually local people that I know um, that have written books and um, that we, we talk on a regular basis, one of which is a woman who has the uh, Moonlight Foundation, hmm. which deals with uh, traumatic burn injuries. Oh, wow. And a lot of a lot of services and works to our, our veterans, and she has somewhat of an autobiography type book about herself and and her journey and and the, the Moonlight Foundation. Um, so I've got her lined up to come on, and I've got a cool thing. I, I'm kind of looking, you know, what I was saying earlier about my book, I like to see young people get out and get the jobs, go to work. We're in the best economic times in 50 years. There's, there's money out there. Everybody needs to oh, get yeah. out there and go get it. Get it while it's flowing. Absolutely. Um, but but I got a I got a guy that I'm going to be interviewing. He's a buddy of mine, and uh, he is a two steer rancher. Hmm. He makes money in agriculture and owns two steers. Obviously, you can't butcher them, or they wouldn't be with right. one steer. <laughs> right. um, and they can't breathe because they're steers. Right. He has a business that he has two Longhorn steers, Casino and Vegas. And he makes a living and has made a living for over a decade traveling around the country with these two steers to public events where people can get on the saddle and ride them, huh. uh, get their photo op with them and stuff like that. Um, but there's ways to make money out there for everybody. There's, oh, yeah. there's something for everybody to go out there and do better for yourself, do better for your family. Just go. I, you know, I, I used to have a sign I had hanging over my door um, when I was going through a little bit of a slower spell in life, and and the sign read, "Go get the money. That's the job." There you go. <laughs> It, it's not, I drive a taxi, it's not, I make pizzas. You go make money for your family. Yeah. That's the job. You do whatever it takes. And there's, I'm wanting to cover a lot of the different um, types of occupations that are out there that are not mainstream. Right. You know, somebody in, in Wyoming might hear that one and say, well, golly, we've got, we got Longhorn Steers out here. I never thought about that. Um but anyway, that's that's kind of what I'm eventually going to be guiding around to that in the, the author scene and, of course, the movie stuff. Um, right. All right. So. Well, well, I appreciate you calling in. It was great talking to you. Uh, everybody be sure to check out uh, the Colt Kaufman Show and Podcast or The Good Life with Colt Kaufman and check out Make a Better Life Today you can find on Amazon. Fantastic. And uh, John? Yeah. You, well, I, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say you have a good weekend, sir. But. All right, well, no, you too. I'm, I'm hoping we have a couple shows at the club here tonight. I'm going to stay around and work, and uh, then after that, I'm going to go home and take a nap because it's been a long week. <laughs>
Well, I appreciate <laughs> you calling right, in, and uh, everybody, uh, st- uh, check out the Life Radio Show. We have all kinds of uh, all kinds of episodes out there. Like I, I was going to say, once you get addicted to podcasting, I've got like three hundred and thirty some episodes out right now. So it uh, they they build up quick. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I'm I'm building them up now and, and trying to find time to edit all of them. So oh, yeah. you know how that goes. You, yeah, you get it yeah. all down and. And it, it takes 30 minutes or an hour to get it, and then it takes you another three hours to edit it and, and <laughs> to find what you really want to put out there. So yeah, I, I, anyway, just, I just I'm dump it all to, out there. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Well, I'm available to you anytime in the future. Uh, you can just give me a shout or send me a message, and uh, I, I appreciate being on your show. This is You, you are, are the first. I've never been interviewed oh, on a okay. podcast yet. Well, you did a fantastic so, job. I appreciate you calling. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, and you have a good weekend. You too. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show. Uh, be sure to check out some of our other episodes. I'll keep everybody updated on what's happening with the live version of the show. Hopefully, we'll be able to keep that going. Uh, so <laughs> I was going to say, send an email to Patrick. Tell him not to quit on me, but uh, that's okay. He has to, everybody has to do what they has to do for himself. And I know that young man is overwhelmed and overworked. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he finds some balance and we can keep the show going. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to check out the podcast. That'll keep going one way or another. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. It's really hard to send nude pictures while you're driving.